Hi, this is John Miller and I'm the Naked Business Coach, stripping business back to its bare basics. Today I'm going to touch on a subject that's really close to my heart. Coaching is the heart of good management. So when you hear the word coaching, what comes to mind? You may see it as a, and treat it as a separate task, as a side dish in the menu of business responsibilities. You'll lose a lot of leverage and influence if you view coaching in the narrow context of correcting deficiencies in performance. Our view is that coaching is an integral part of management. It's an indispensable tool and fundamental way of relating to team members. Managers resist in the coaching role when they view it as an extra job in their busy day. However, when they see that the skills of coaching can improve their interactions throughout the day, then the enhancement of these skills generates a great deal of interest and excitement. Many leaders find that coaching can improve business results, lead to greater leadership satisfaction, and better time management and greater levels of performance from others. When you're looking at the task view of work, the narrow view of coaching stems from the body of thought that suggests that managers should be detached, analytical and control people's performance in mechanistic and instrumental ways. From the days of Taylor's scientific management, we were taught that performance could be maximised by focusing on the task. As a result, managers developed a love affair with control and became control freaks, or some people might call themselves management enthusiasts. Most managers under this idea find it hard to reduce their dependence on control. As a choice Most find it hard to reduce their dependence on control as the tool of choice to maximise task performance. This view of work asserts that each job can be broken up into the smallest constituent parts by experts who can figure out the one best way to do the job. A job is broken down to become a set of independent tasks. The negative result of this traditional task approach to work are many. One is, our perception of job focuses on doing these tasks and activities without focusing on results, effectiveness and the real mission. Another is that managers become busy planning, organising, controlling and directing while the workers are stuck with all the doing. People actually doing a task are not too concerned with the relationship between their tasks and relationships among people doing other tasks. Quite often we find that employees are expected to do tasks and just simply comply with management direction. Another challenge is that employees don't feel ownership for the job. Their motivation and contribution are significantly limited. We almost always find the quality of work and attention to quality, workmanship and customer service suffer significantly and managers end up with the responsibility knowledge of the tasks and the burden of motivating employees and directing or controlling work efforts. When you take it and you look at it as a process view of work, our global competitiveness is related to the way we view work. The big picture of work integrates multiple tasks and stresses quality processes that lead to results. The broad perspective values the notion that people and relationship do make a difference. The quality improvement efforts of Deming, Duran, Crosby and others have in common a more advanced view of work. These quality improvement approaches emphasise work as a process. The process orientation expands our view of work to include the interrelationships of tasks as a part of the process to produce something. 
continuous improvement is not simply doing more, but improving the way that you do it. Coaching and managing these relationships then becomes the core of continuous improvement in the technical and people side of any business. Coaching is the process of continuous improvement in the human element of work. So let's have a look at eight different skill areas. From our ongoing research and observation over many years, we find that the following eight coaching skills are needed to manage any business relationship. The first is supporting. The core of coaching is to sustain and enhance relationships. Supporting behaviours including inviting and using the suggestions of others, offering encouragement and accepting some responsibility when things don't go well. The next is defining topics and needs. Now these skills focus on our attention on a specific issue, gathering information, giving feedback and clarifying roles to each person. The next is having an impact on the other person's perspective. The purpose here is to give the employees or customers a way to see how their actions are perceived by others and are more likely to change in themselves. Initiating a plan. These skills involve reaching agreement on what the next action will be, who will do what, when and where in a manageable way. The next, getting commitment. This is the ability to solidify a personal commitment to the new plans. The purpose is to develop integrity over time by committing to those plans that people believe in and will achieve. This is our verbal signature. Redirecting excuses or resistance is key, and this set of skills include a willingness to listen to other points of view so that excuses can be confronted and legitimate obstacles can be examined and new alternatives included in a revised plan. By clarifying the full range of possible consequences, the purpose is then to help the employee, supplier, or anybody else that you're in contact with be clear with the possible results of future actions to which they've committed. Performance is far more predictable when people's expectations match realistic outcomes. The next, follow-up. The purpose is to consistently monitor the results that people are achieving, recognise successful efforts and redirect struggling efforts. When you're managing or coaching your staff, you need to show your commitment to the relationship and to the plans being undertaken by not giving up. Examine your job as a manager. Consider the things that you do on a typical business day. Notice how much of your job involves relationships with customers, suppliers, your management and your employees. Since only a small part of your job is doing a task independent of your relationship with others, most, if not all, of your job success depends on how well you manage your relationships, how well you employ these primary coaching skills. Indeed, your effectiveness as a manager is dependent upon how well you coach and lead your team consistent with these basic principles. Coaching is the ability to maintain and manage a relationship in a way that mutual goals can be received. Today, the integration of technical and business aspects with the human element is critical for long-term success. This involves moving beyond the old task view of work towards a process view of work. This expanded view of work stresses the interrelationship between tasks and among the people involved in the process. Managing relationships then become the main dish, 
not just a side dish, occasionally used to correct individual performance. When coaching is viewed as the heart of both the job and the relationship with our people, managing begins to look very different. When applied in a broad, consistent framework, people will see a powerful and effective pattern in all business discussions. The primary skills of effective coaching can then be applied to multiple relationships and interactions on the job. Relationships with your customers and suppliers and with your own boss and higher management or with your peers and in relationship with all the people you supervise regardless of their performance level. This is John Miller and I'm the Naked Business Coach stripping business back to its bare basics. I hope you enjoyed that and thought about how coaching is the heart of management within your organisation. I look forward to sharing more with you at our next podcast. Keep an eye out and until next time, see you then.